When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris, the list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. Consequence Podcast Network. And welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with the interview series presented by WFPK at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Hello to all the subscribers. Thank you all for checking out the series uh, with every episode, actually. We have new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Always appreciate uh, the comments you leave. Uh, I try to answer as many of those as possible, especially if you've got questions about the interview. Keep those coming. Of course, if you're not a subscriber, I, I would also hope you take this moment right here. You can grab us at uh, iTunes and Apple Podcast. Uh, you can get us at Spotify, at YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with. And I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, I'm going to be talking with All Time Low. Once again, jumping on the phone with Alex Gaskarth. Uh, it was uh, just last year we were talking about his other band, the one he does with Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 called Simple Creatures, but this time focusing on, uh, I guess, what you'd call the other day job with All Time Low back with a new record called Wake Up Sunshine. Now, I'm going to tie in the two bands, uh, where they left off with Simple Creatures, what all they did last year in that group. Uh, those were a lot of dark songs, and it's quite the opposite. This record is a lot of brightness. It's a lot of sunshine. It's in the title, Wake Up Sunshine. So I definitely want to know about the two sides of the coin and how the records talk to each other. And they do. And it's also been said this is a record where all-time low gets back to their roots. It's got a classic pop-punk sound to it. 
Now, while to a point that is uh, by chance, by accident, by a bunch of friends being in the same room together, it's also done with a little bit of purpose, and we'll hear about that. How this record was a reaction to their 2017 LP, Last Young Renegade, which was, which was a bit more produced, as he says, a neon nighttime record. And how all the band members, having done their own things in very different parts of the world for the last few years, has affected and changed their songwriting and how they write together now. We'll get into songs like Sleeping In, which uh, has a, a fun Britney Spears nod. In fact, the band has covered Britney. In this song, they reference the song that they cover. It allows us to talk about... Uh, Miss Spears, as well as pop punks, you know, being bedfellows with pop songs. It's a history that traces all the way back to those late 90s days. So I want to ask, you know, what appeals to pop for him and how that speaks to his songwriting. And we'll also hear about the first single, Some Kind of Disaster. Uh, the video shows them going uh, to a therapy session. Now, I'm told that's not a reflection of the actual state of the band. But Alex will tell you that it is a reflection of his own self. We'll also talk about some other folks like uh, Black Bear, who guests on here, the band Camino, who guests on here, and the Foo Fighters, who they uh, drew some inspiration from as well. Let's get into this interview. Talking about the record Wake Up Sunshine, it's Kyle Meredith with All Time Low. Hey, Kyle. How you doing, man? I'm well. It's good to hear from you again. How have you been? I've been well. I've been well. You know, obviously laying low right now, but uh, <laughs> hanging in there, getting through it. It's it's all good. I, I should ask and everything. So, so you know, everybody is laying low. Uh, is it worth asking what you're actually doing in your downtime? Are you able to be productive at this point? Because I know it's altered a lot of people's plans for the year. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, with regards to the band, it's, it's we're, we're dealing with strange times. And with this release coming up, it's, it's been odd trying to navigate, you know, how to put out new music uh, given the circumstances because I think this band has always operated sort of on a on a very live basis mm -hmm. um, you know we're usually we're usually out there meeting and greeting and doing acoustic performances and in-store signings and traveling around the country when we're in promo mode and that's obviously just not possible right now but you know I think everybody it, it's a it's a testament to to mankind <laughs> right now in that in that everybody is doing a great job of being very adaptable and flexible and uh, I don't feel like we've missed a step with getting to interact with our fans via you know live chats and and video chats and uh, streaming and just finding finding new ways to get out and connect with people to continue to speak to kind of the record it's it's a weird time admittedly to like put out an album and and to sort of uh, expect people to give it their attention and you know it always feels weird when i go to tweet something like hey pre-order our new album when you know there's there's obviously like much more <laughs> pressing matters at hand and but at the same time you know when we when we kind of dug in and thought about it at, at its core it's like i think new music is something that our fans want and need right now um everybody's holed up at home for the most part and i think you know this can serve as a an escape and as something that's healing and and just something that can kind of come as a break from all of the other noise that's going on right now. So, you know, it was, it was a very cathartic record for us to make, and I hope it, it will be a cathartic record for people to enjoy. I, I've sort of wondered if, if one of the, um, the odd outcomes of this is, is if we're going to be paying a t closer attention to the music that we, like we would have before the age of streaming, before, you know, so much of the Internet took over when you know, it was more about the album and you knew the liner notes and everything else and you knew every single word to every song, you know. It's like, is this going to be kind of, you know, sort of the, what, what happens because of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I really hope so. I hope that's the case. I think it would be amazing if, if uh, given, you know, having a little bit of extra time and focus on, on these things will, will kind of serve as a, as a reminder that, like, things shouldn't just be consumed arbitrarily and, and listened to 
you know, as, as elevator music, it's like, it, it, maybe it will be a reminder to people that like, you know, kind of focusing in and, and listening in a, in a more thoughtful way might serve as an eye-opening moment for some people. And that would be really cool. Well, luckily we do work in an industry where creativity is sort of put front and center, um, or at least we hope we, that that's the case anyway. So seeing yes, how indeed. artists, you know, do that, uh, you know, even when it's uh, pandas kidnapping your drummers or, um, <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be, uh, I have enjoyed the rollouts uh, of watching you all do this. Uh, you're always doing some really fun stuff. So I guess Thank compliments yeah, on I mean, that. We just like uh, messing with the fans. And I think just anything that's interactive and feels like it's kind of multi-layered uh, is always really fun. I think, you know, the, 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 the video chat that you're referencing in, in particular, it's like I don't think anybody saw that coming, and it definitely <laughs> got, got people's attention. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just fun. It's easy and fun to do. And I think it just adds a layer to, you know, what people can kind of – take away from the band you know it's there's the music and the live show obviously but then like you know we do like to be interactive and we like to have those moments and create those moments for for our fan base and uh yeah it's just it's just fun for us yeah well talking about this record wake up sunshine um you know you and i talked as recently as last year of course we were talking about simple creatures back then and my first thought was not only the the title but the title as well as you know how we're hearing these songs it seems like a really stark contradiction to where to where you were in the other band, you know, because I think that a lot of those songs came from darker places that we is ta- that we were talking about. Is this is this is this the other side of the coin for you? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I, I think this is kind of the other the other end of the tunnel, so to speak. And uh, having worked through some of those things in the music that Simple Creatures was putting out, I think this is now the catharsis and the the ready to see the world again record for us. And uh, you know, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we worked on this album together very much on our own terms under the same roof, you know, from beginning to end. And it just kind of had that really sort of fun celebratory energy to it unintentionally at first, you know, I think the the music that we started making just came out that way. And, uh, you know, once we realized that it was starting to take shape into an album, you know, that's when the title of the record came together and the general sort of ethos for the, for the whole thing. Well, even in the press releases, you know, there's a few, uh, sometimes cliche phrases thrown around like uh, back to the roots, rekindling the spark, you know, that type of stuff. It, was that part of it? I mean, did you guys need to get back to, uh, you know, a, a certain thing, a certain core uh, from, from you know, years past? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you know, generalities and, and, and kind of like trite stereotypes aside, like it, it did kind of feel like a return to form, not so much in us going like, let's make a return to form record, mm-hmm. but in the sense of us getting together, living under one roof, making a record the way we used to make records when we first started out, you know, and there's a song on the record about just that. Uh, the last song on the record, Basement Noise, is about our beginnings and about our origin as a band and, and you know, how we ended up where we are 15 years later still doing this. Um, and it's kind of that moment of reflection as we were all sitting around making this record going, huh, it's pretty crazy that, you know, to think that all this time later we're still able to do this and we still enjoy it and we still like being around each other and we're not you know, having our lawyers meeting each other's lawyers and <laughs> talking about how to make this record. You know, it's it's just, it's a gift. And uh, we feel very, you know, I feel very lucky that we still get to do this and celebrate it in the way that we do. And um, yeah, I think, I think that's kind of what we, what it means when, when, if anybody ever says like sort of a return to return to the roots is more in the process than the product. 
although you know when you look back you know i will say it's never fair to compare records i guess but but this does seem like uh not uh, an about face so much but it's definitely seems like uh a conversation against where you all left off with the last young renegade like there is a difference between that record and what i'm hearing on this record and maybe that's natural yeah for sure i mean I will say this. I, I think Last Young Renegade was a, I, I see it as being like set at night in this like sort of neon, the neon glow of a, a rainy city kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's like, that's the setting for that album. And this one definitely feels like it's a drive up the Pacific Coast Highway in the summer. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of the, the, uh, the uh, again, the other side of that coin, day and night, so to speak. And, and it, again, that, that energy really, it wasn't a conscious decision at first. You know, we, we all got together and started making music and that's just kind of what came out. I think we were all ready to sort of make a, a sunny, bright album. Yeah. Um, and it, it just came at the right time for us. That seems like a natural thing for most bands, too. Like, each record tends to be, in a lot of ways, a reaction to the previous record. Sure. Yeah. It's kind of interesting how, how that always works out. With, with everyone, you know, in the past few years spread out and having done their own things, did you notice an obvious difference in how you all write now? Write now? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. I, I got you. Uh, I mean, yeah, just in the sense that, you know, we, we bring a lot more experience to the table individually and as a band. Um, and I think one of the coolest things seeing us all together under one roof creating is that like we create the same way that we perform on stage. And that is very like, we're sort of in each other's heads. A lot of the time mm-hmm. we kind of know what the next move of, of, you know, each of us is. And so I think creatively that's shown through as well, because it's kind of like, Oh, well I know that Zach would do this in the bridge. So I'm going to write the bridge knowing that he would do that. You know, things like that. And I think it was just, it was a very natural energy to be around and that like someone would walk out of the room and walk back in and be like, oh, that's exactly what I was thinking we should do there. It's just, you know, and then everybody's happy. Everybody's celebrating together and and then the music is coming out true to form. The benefits of long-term relationships where you have a same brain. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let's hear about some of the songs too. Uh, there's There's a handful of them already out there. I was laughing just at the title of Getaway Green. Not the title, but the lyrics, too, because that sounds like such a distant idea right now, what you're talking about uh, in our, our current moments. Yeah, but it's nice to imagine, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> whereas, whereas, you know, sleeping in definitely kind of fits the moment. <laughs> you know, I 100%. Think, I think it's what we're it's, doing. Uh, it's kind of scary how relevant some of the lyrics in that song are. The Postmates and Dirty Laundry has never been more real to me than, <laughs> than it is right now. Hear a little bit about that song too. It's got the um, it's got the Britney nod in there, and there's a history of you guys covering uh, Britney, and and I think you tell a story of uh, of one of the bandmates wearing a Britney hoodie. I mean that that all kind of fits in the story, right? Yeah, I mean we we covered that particular song that I quote mm-hmm. uh, in this in this song, and you know it wasn't really for any other reason than I just I like a good nod to good pop, um, and that lyric just kind of came to me as Jack walked across the room wearing a hoodie with Britney's face on it, and I was just like, that's a really interesting little nugget right there and uh i like the visual of it i like the idea of like you know when you're having one of those moments with that person that you're just like sort of in the honeymoon phase of a relationship or something and you just there seem to just be a lot of sleepless nights where you can't get enough of each other and uh that's kind of what we're talking about in that song and um i just like the visual of two people staying up till 7 a.m like dancing to whatever their favorite pop music is at the time and and just not wanting to let it go Punk and, and pop punk especially, I mean, it's always been bedfellows, especially with covering pop songs. Hell, there were entire compilations put together in the late 90s and 2000s, you know, yes. just punk bands covering pop. I don't know if you can speak for everybody, obviously, but where does that come from, uh, at least for you? 
Well, I, I think for me is that, uh, you know, the, the very genre of pop punk is, is kind of an interesting, it's an interesting dichotomy because like punk is sort of everything anti uh, what pop sort of stands for. So as a genre in general, I think it's, it's sort of a funny, funny thing. Um, but that being said, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the melodic sensibility that is inherent in pop music uh, and sort of bringing some of that to the table with faster kind of maybe edgier music styling and and for me that was always sort of the perfect blend like i've always liked aggressive fast loud rock music but then you know i found sometimes that the deeper into rock you go or the heavier you get there's a there's then a distinct lack of melody and uh melody is always really important to me so kind of the blurring of those two worlds is just perfect in my mind because it it satisfies it satisfies my need for great melody but it doesn't kind of lose the the edge it's interesting too because it seems like it, you know when they first did it, it was sort of with a big dose of irony or or tongue in cheek. But along the lines, you know, everybody let that guard down, and everybody was like, "Wait a second, it's not ironic. I like this song." Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think at first everybody felt weird about doing it, so they were they were kind of guarding themselves by being sarcastic, and we did that too. But that, but then it's kind of just like, no, this actually just feels good. <laughs> Let's just embrace it, you know. And I think it's it's a different genre, but like you know, one of my favorite bands of all time, the Foo Fighters, like mm-hmm. kind of blend you know rock music and and melody perfectly. And and that's another band that you know I take a lot of inspiration from, draw a lot of inspiration from. In that you know, it's not it's not wrong to to do both. You can have both, and you can do it well right. uh, without having to sort of hide behind a guise of like, I oh, know we're just kidding. No, they've done some amazing covers. I mean, uh, hell, um, Darling Nikki is one of my favorite Foo covers, and Baker Street. Yeah, you know, which yep. is not exactly you know, it's more classic rock, but uh, but they've never they've never hid from those things. No, exactly, and and nor should you. You know, there's no reason. Uh, I should also bring up that uh, video of sleeping in too, because uh, you guys uh, throw a big nod to to rescue animals, right? Yes, we do. We we thought you know, music videos in this day and age are such an interesting thing because. They're, they're not the promotional tools that they used to be, um, but, but having a visual to a song is, is always really cool. And so uh, we just thought long and hard about what kind of good we could do with these videos and, and you know, making sort of a three-minute, like, tongue-in-cheek ode to relationship troubles. Felt, it felt fun to be able to still throw in some kind of message of positivity and hope by, by you know, shouting out animal rescues and, and adding that into the narrative. And was that, uh, was that one of your dogs I heard in the background a minute ago? Yes, those are my two dogs. The uh, one of whom is a very vocal boy. He likes to. He likes to. I think the FedEx dude just got here or something. <laughs> That's our doorbell as well. That's our our FedEx doorbell as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, while we're on the conversation of videos, too, cause some kind of disaster. Now that shows. That's a different side. That shows a therapy session. And I was wondering, like, does that mirror actually what was going on with the band, or is that sort of again? Is that more of a tongue-in-cheek thing? No, to be honest, it was so the visual the visual for that song is really about kind of me acknowledging my 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 faults and my flaws and and the darker characteristics in me that I, you know, sort of try and hide from and deny. Uh, And I think, you know, that's a very human thing. I think a lot of people sort of protect themselves from their darker parts. So it was was kind of a visual representation of me sitting down in a room with all of those aspects of myself and kind of looking them in the eye and saying, you know, I acknowledge you and I'm okay with you. 
Well, it's a hell of a song on top of that, and it's so damn catchy. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, I mean, those moments are all throughout the record, too, you know, while I'm giving the compliment there, you know, and, and I think I could just, I mean, any song on here. I love the classic rock that goes on in that song, Clumsy. You know, so many cool little moments. And, and I kind of wrap up, too, because, uh, you know, um, I don't want to pass over. You've got some guests on on here as well with, with Black Bear and the band Camino. Uh, how did those arrive? Were they were they specifically chosen or just uh, convenient? <laughs> No, um, not not convenient at all. If I if I'm being honest, I've actually tried to always shy away from features that feel convenient or just like, hey, that's the low hanging fruit right there. The the Black Bear collaboration came around. I mean, he's a, he's been a friend of ours for a while, but he's always sort of been in our atmosphere. We just never really had the idea to ask to do a collaboration. Mm-hmm. And then the way it came to be was that we were working on that song Monsters with Andrew Goldstein, a, a longtime collaborator of ours. Uh, and, and Andrew had been producing some of the new Black Bear music. Like they're actually having uh, major success right now with, with Hot Girl Bummer, I think, at, at radio. And it was one of those moments where we were working on the song and Andrew just kind of brought it up. He was like, you know, who would actually be really cool on this is Black Bear. And we all kind of took a moment of pause and went, huh, that's something we've never tried before. That could be cool. So we shot it over to him and he was into it and, and laid down his parts and came up with a really clever nod actually to one of his other songs in this song. And it just felt like this this perfect kind of untapped moment that, that you know, a band that's been together for 15 years, we hadn't tried anything like that before and it just, it felt great. So um, that's how that one came to be. And then Ben Camino, uh, our label mates of ours, good friends. And I would say that with that one, uh, favorite place was kind of a finished song and I, I sort of felt like it had some flavors of what they're doing and I kind of acknowledged that and I was like this sort of you know it sort of feels like I, I kind of like tapped into maybe a little bit of what they've been doing on this one and and so I hit them up and just said it, it would only feel right if you guys were a part of this because it kind of feels like a song that somehow I you know I drew from from you guys and uh they were they were down to be a part of it and I think it, it came out that much better because of them. Well, it's seriously fun record. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to it, and it's, it's always uh, it's always great to have all time low around. So, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate that, Alex. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thanks for taking the time again today, and uh, and hopefully when all this hopefully gets back to normal, we'll be able to catch uh, you know some of these live shows. Right on, man. Yeah, you as well. Be safe, be well, and uh, yeah, take care, and we'll see you soon. All right, man. Take care. We'll see you. Bye. Have a good one. My thanks, Alex Gaskarth. The new all-time low record is called Wake Up Sunshine. And thanks to you for checking out the episode. Again, if you are not a subscriber and you want to keep up with this series, uh, grab us at uh, iTunes and Apple Podcasts. You can get us at Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Just type in Kyle Meredith with, subscribe, and we'll send uh, new interviews to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover new artists and hear what's happening in music. So I really hope you do that. And if you're already a subscriber and you can give the series a rating, uh, leave a review or comment. Those are always big helps as well. And after that, head to WFPK.org where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's an hour full of song premieres and music news and anniversary spins and bonus interviews. Again, that's WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound has your music and film news. You can find me on just about any social media platform, at Kyle Meredith. Say hi over there as well. I'm Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'll see you next time.
Consequence Podcast Network. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.